Hello, hello. So before we get started and you begin to actually listen to the real shit in the episode, I just want to let you know that the episode is sounding a little rough. Yeah, she's a little rough around the edges. I couldn't really get into a smooth rhythm because I was just goofy all day, but I figured that I should still share the episode because this is me on the everyday basis and life isn't that easy and smooth all the time and yeah it just was a little funny too i definitely made myself laugh maybe not you guys but i made myself laugh and that's what matters so please bear with me and bear with all of the little mistakes that i make throughout with my voice just like i did right now sounds like i'm trying to sing but i'm not i promise okay yeah so go listen to the rest of the episode thank you what is up everyone welcome back to another episode of guidance with gab ding 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 you have a winner wee wee i don't know why there's a wee wee there just it felt right i'm sorry i think i need to start um saving all of my bloopers because they're really funny and i've just restarted this podcast for the third time today within uh probably two minutes (laughs) and i think that see like that like that I would have deleted it and that would have been a blooper but we are not striving for perfection we are striving for authenticity baby let's go so um anything that's not about my bloopers yes the episode the whole point of the podcast right now is about debunking yoga myths and myth myth conceptions (laughs) myth conceptions myths and misconceptions combined. I clearly can't talk very well today and I apologize if I'm just like sitting here laughing by myself. I advise all of you to just try one day to record a podcast by yourself. Just like sit down and just freaking talk to no one and stare at your notebook or your computer or whatever it is and just talk and see how you deal with that because sometimes it's a little weird. But yeah, so we're going to go over a bunch of misconceptions that at least I hear from people when I invite them to yoga classes. I can get a lot of people into my classes for free, which is like freaking awesome, right? But so many people come up with a lot of excuses or maybe it's just like not what they're into. So I thought what better idea for an episode than to just kind of debunk whatever, you know, the general population is thinking about yoga. There are obviously like a million misconceptions. So I plan on making this like a multi multiple part multi-part series. Oh my goodness, you guys are never gonna listen after this episode because I can't get a single word out. Basically what I'm trying to say is this is going to be part one, which means usually after a part one there's a part two also. I am in a goofy mood. Okay. So yeah, that's why it's gonna be part one. Um, I'm sure we'll reach like, you know, the other ones at a later time. But right now, I just want to kind of call out the confusion um, of certain parts of yoga that people throw onto us. Um, So yeah, let's just get started and maybe I'll uh, find my rhythm, find my beat, find my jam. Let's get it, girl. All right. So (laughs) the first thing, the main thing that I always hear when I invite people to yoga is I am not flexible surprise you don't have to be flexible to do yoga (laughs) i know that that seems strange to a lot of people but how i like to explain this is that you are meant to be 
like emotionally and mentally flexible doing yoga rather than physically flexible like that's how I see it anyway because for me like the way I teach again all teachers are different but the way that I go about it is especially in like a yin yoga where you're in a pose for a long time stretching breathing through it I personally think that that creates a lot more mental and emotional flexibility rather than physical flexibility like you have to persist and you have to breathe through your feelings rather than avoiding them or distracting them like you're staying in a pose for longer than expected you're leaning into all of the uncertainty of a pose you don't know how long you're gonna be there i'm determining that because you're in my class you know and which i mean that sounded so like uh like i'm a dictator no like obviously you can get out whatever but if you're trying to dive into the like full experience of it like you're gonna sit in the stretch for a long time and you're most likely focusing on your breath to help you get through it so in my opinion you are more you're practicing more mental and emotional flexibility than physical And I know that we are so used to seeing like crazy poses and stretches online, but that's not always what yoga is really about. And something that I make sure to say during my yoga classes is to, you know, just honor and respect your journey on the mat. Like today you're here for you. You're not here for me. You're not here for anybody else. So honor your journey on the mat today, not thinking about yesterday, not thinking about tomorrow, just really you know, experiencing where you are on the mat today and, you know, just seeing where you're at and not beating yourself up for, you know, not touching your toes one day when yesterday you may have touched your toes, but today your knees feel good. So stay at your knees. It's all about listening to your body and yeah. So that's for the first one. Um, I, maybe I didn't get my flow yet. I don't know. You guys tell me. My whole 15 listeners, you guys tell me. Maybe one day, um, this is just gonna pop off. Maybe. Just maybe. Alright, so number two. Yoga is only asana, or asana is your body posture. So, the typical picture of yoga that we all are, you know, have in our mind. I keep saying, you know, if I say it one more time, I'm gonna like, meh. That's what I'm going to do. So, yoga is only a body posture. That's not really what yoga is. So, if you listen to my other podcast about the yamas and ayamas, that's a part of ashtanga, which are, or which is the eight limbs of yoga. And asana, which is the body poses, is only one of the eight limbs. So, that leaves so much space in yoga for all the other practices like meditation is technically also considered yoga. Yoga in general, in like the grand scheme of things, is kind of like a lifestyle. Um, And the original purpose or meaning of yoga, like the asana, the body postures, was to um, prepare the body for meditation. I feel like here in America specifically, people see yoga as a workout. Like, people come in and they're ready to just, like, sweat a shit ton, you know? Like, they're ready. I said it again. Oh, my goodness. I hope everyone is bearing with me through this episode. I really don't want to start it again. Um, (laughs) As we are 6 minutes and 43, 44 seconds in. Anyway, so, yeah. Yoga is not just the poses, it's a lifestyle, it's also meditation, it's practicing the yamas and nayamas, it's practicing the eight limbs of yoga. So, to be a yogi, you're not going to yoga 
specifically for a workout. Like, yes, yoga can turn into a workout if you're sweating and working hard and, I don't know, doing a vinyasa class where you're going super fast. Like, I understand that, but that's not really the true purpose as it is a way to prepare your body for meditation. So, boom, debunked. Number three, yoga makes people happier. Lies. That is a lie. So, I could go into, like, the huge existential idea of all of this and kind of break it down and be like, nothing really has the power to make you happy. And it all starts from choosing yourself and choosing a variety of things that bring you joy. But right now, we are not going into an existential crisis. We are going to focus on yoga. So, yeah, depending on, like, the asana or breath work, you might actually become emotional or even angry. Like, dude, yesterday in my class, we were all breathing out using lion's breath where, like, you're sticking your tongue out and you're almost, like, pushing the breath out of you. I'm telling you, a lot of resentment might come up, a lot of weird feelings, things that you haven't thought of in years, maybe. They might come up. So, In the grand scheme of things, yes, yoga can help reduce stress, anxiety, help with depression, but in that very moment, it might not do that. So, don't walk into a class thinking like, ah, this is going to be so nice and peaceful and calm and I'm going to feel happy. Like, no, you might feel really emotional. You might even cry. I've cried during so more than I'd like to admit. I've cried during a bunch of yoga classes, almost cried during like teaching my own before. So, that's that on that. Um... So yeah, you're letting go, like think of the movements that you're doing in yoga. You are unlocking so much energy in so many places of your body that you might not have ever focused on before. Think of all the places that your anxiety has sat in for so long and now you're breathing through these feelings. You're not avoiding them. You're truly going through them. So I would definitely take that into consideration. Yoga isn't meant to just make you happier it's meant to be introspective sometimes and help you work through the problems which at the end yes i think attributes to your overall happiness but in general like going into a class you're not going to be like woo woo i'm so happy all the time yay next one yoga is expensive yoga can be expensive yes but it doesn't have to be the same as anything else it doesn't have to be expensive. It is what you make it. Oh man, I wish I had my water. I just poured it up and I don't know where I put it. Anywho, yeah, so I would suggest if you have like the time and the desire, of course, you can learn yoga on your own and start just flowing in a personal practice, learning, um, you know, better alignment, different poses, how to create a flow for yourself. That might be fun, but like a bunch of people are probably not interested in that at all youtube or anything on the internet anything on the web that is all free don't be afraid to pull out your mat in the living room set a boundary with the people in your household and be like this is my time to do yoga i would really appreciate it if you can respect that i want this time and space for myself right now to dive into a practice and i'm sure that they'll respect it if they respect you and dive in just like open your mat up in your living room or your bedroom or fuck it your kitchen bring your laptop in there wherever you have the space take it do it don't be afraid don't feel like you have to go to a class or you have to pay for a gym membership to go there to do it you don't have to we have so much information and education 
in the palms of our hands, even our phones. So don't be afraid to use what's right out in front of you and don't be afraid to make a space in your home for yoga. And even if you don't want to make it set up for yoga, like move shit out of the way. Sometimes when I'm home, I'll just move the couch a little bit out of the way. I create my space. No, it's not like the most ideal, but it works. And I get my mat there and I get myself there. And that's kind of the hardest part, you know, is getting yourself there. And I said, you know, again, oh my goodness. Oh my God. (laughs) This one's going to be a more goofy episode than serious, huh? I guess that's the trajectory of this whole journey today. (laughs) Maybe I should start singing on the pod and see what happens. Maybe I'll reach, uh, I don't know, a new demographic. Probably not the one I'm reaching for. Anyway, yeah, so don't allow yoga to be expensive because it doesn't have to be. You can even get a yoga mat for like $5 at Five Below. Um, Even use a rug if you really like just don't want to fully invest yet until you think it's meant for you because I get that we don't always want to shell out a bunch of money for something where we're like "Mm, are we really gonna like it anyway probably not but just give it a shot and I don't think if you keep going with it you will regret it so that is my opinion on yoga being expensive Last one that I will um, torture you with today with my voice and my uh, chaotic energy. Maybe because it's a full moon. I don't know. Um, Number five, you will always be in extreme poses. Bum, bum, bum. No, you won't. Nope, you won't. That's not true. That goes along with being flexible. If you are in a class and the instructor is not giving you modifications or variations to the poses, then I suggest either doing them yourself and just respecting your journey and where you're at or like walk out (laughs) because each instructor should be really helpful and aware and mindful of like every person in the classroom and not just the advanced people and typically you won't unless you're signing up for like some extreme shit you're probably not going to be in a headstand or some crazy pose um a lot of the times they're just flows and they're like also there are so many different types of yoga so know what you're signing up for allow yourself to be a little more educated maybe i'll do an episode ooh, idea time an episode on going over the different types of yoga maybe let me know if you're actually interested in that um because i don't want to waste my time talking about it if everyone's like no we don't we don't care because uh we don't plan on going anyway um but yeah, there's different kinds like restorative yoga. You're probably going to be in and out of sleep because you're tapping into your parasympathetic nervous system and you are fully letting go. So in a class like that, you have pillows, blankets, bolsters, you're chilling. So you won't be in crazy, you know, headstands or nothing like that. Um, and again, just pick one that's suitable for you and what you're feeling Go with your flow. Focus on yourself. Practice self-love and self-care and self-respect and filling up your own cup when you go to yoga. Listen to your body, babe. Listen to your body, babe. That's all I got to say. Maybe I'll be a rapper next. I don't know. But yeah, these are just my five little tips. Um, And yeah, I was going to say debunctions. (laughs) Maybe I should trademark that word debunctions. These are my debunctions on... uh, yoga misconceptions. 
I'm so sorry. Maybe I won't even post this episode because I'm all over the place. Or maybe I will to show you that not every single day we're going to be on our shit, on our game. Some days we're chaotic. Other days we're calm, cool, collected. And other days we're just simply not, but we still have to like do our shit, right? Um, I love everyone for listening. And I want you to maybe challenge any old beliefs that you have on yoga, um... And not only in yoga, but your life too. Like, don't be scared to step out of your comfort zone and try something new. Release any expectations you have going into a class or, you know, checking out just a YouTube video or practicing a flow on your own. Just be open and curious. You really might surprise yourself. You never know what's going to happen. So, whether you think it's too expensive or you don't think you're flexible enough, just confront those misconceptions and know that yoga holds holds a place for everyone. Even that whole last sentence, I couldn't even get out of my mouth. Um, I love you all. Check out the website, guidancewithgab.com. Check out any of my old episodes from the podcast, Guidance with Gab. Obviously, you're listening to it. And allow yourself to be in a silly, goofy mood today and laugh and be chaotic if you're feeling chaotic. And allow yourself to be calm if you're feeling calm. And I love you all. And I'm going to wrap this up before I stumble over my words any longer. Thank you. Love you all. Bye.